You're listening to the KTH 910 AM interview of the week. This is Cecil Anderson, and this is the time of the week where we get to come on with these interviews where we introduce people in the DFW area who are doing awesome things in our Catholic community. And today I'm very excited to be talking about another one of our lovely Catholic schools in the area. I have Christy Martinez, who is the principal of Santa Clara of Assisi Catholic Academy, which is located at 4550 West Davis Street in Dallas. Uh, the website is santaclaraacademy.org, and um, she's here to talk about all the amazing things going on at this Catholic school and maybe give you some opportunities if you're looking for a place for your pre-K three through eighth grader to go in the 2021 to 2022 academic year. The enrollment is open, so if this is something you're looking into, please keep listening, and this might be the right fit for your family. So, Christy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Of course. So, um, we were talking a little bit about your background, and uh, you have been the principal. This is your very, very first year. Yes. <laughs> is that right? That's an exciting year to be doing this in COVID. Very exciting. <laughs> it's definitely a unique challenge. But what's your background with um, Catholic education? So actually, I um, attended Catholic schools myself when I was younger. Um, my family is originally from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I graduated from St. Pius X High School oh. in Albuquerque. Um Grew up born and raised in that area. Um, I've been an educator for 18 years. Then uh, my husband and I had an opportunity to relocate to the Dallas area, and we decided to take the chance. I was blessed to teach for five years at Holy Trinity mm-hmm. off of Oakland. Yes. And my amazing principal there uh, kind of saw in me, she thought, um, some leadership qualities. So she encouraged me to partake in the Remick Leadership Program through Notre Dame. So for two years, I would go out to South Bend, uh, take some classes and classes online. And when I graduated, the opportunity came up for me to become principal at Santa Clara. And I have been blessed beyond belief to be with this amazing community. Mm, that's wonderful. And Holy Trinity, where you were working previously, that's the school in Dallas. It's right by the diocese office. Yes. And that's where, if you've heard, we've had um, Bishop Burns on uh, quite a lot, the uh, Bishop of Dallas, and he um, talks about attending Spanish class yes. there, right? Yes. So that's really <laughs> Really cute that you all got to, you got to work there. Um, so, for anyone who's not familiar with Santa Clara Academy, um, tell us a little bit about its history. How long has it been around for? And so, um, Santa Clara has been around since 1994. When uh, the parish was built around the same time, probably about the year before, um, the community immediately realized that they needed a Catholic school mm-hmm. to really bring home. Catholic identity with our students. Um, we want to make sure that they're raised in the Catholic faith and that that just is in every part of who they are so that they themselves can go out into the world as Catholic leaders and help bring Catholic faith out to a world that really needs it. And so that's really one of our focuses at Santa Clara is that we instill that Catholic identity into our students. And one of the ways we do that is through our um, dual language program, which we are the only dual language Catholic school in the Diocese of Dallas. So many of our students um, come to us already speaking Spanish and English, or they only speak one language or the other. Um, but this has pretty much been our um, our history, is that we want to just really be part of the community and serve the community as um, the needs arise. And so this is one of the big needs that we see right now mm. is with the language and tying that together with Catholic identity. 
Oh, that's beautiful. So kind of explain what the dual language does like on a day, weekly, daily basis for the student. Sure. How does that work for them? So our teachers, um, most of them speak both Spanish and English, or we have teams. Um, for example, we do have a couple of grades where um, one teacher speaks English, the other speaks Spanish. And so um, our math classes are completely taught in English. We have Spanish language arts and English language arts. And then um, the other subjects are split uh, 50-50, taught in Spanish or English, with English support for those students who who need it when they're in the Spanish portion. So, um, you know, depending on what um, kind of where they're at in the curriculum, um, the teachers will have 50% of the day could be all in Spanish, 50% in English, or the language of the day might be Spanish and they're going to focus more on Spanish for that day. And then the language of the day might be English and they'll focus on English. So the students really get exposed to both languages. And I think you'll see even on our website, our mission is that our students graduate, that they are biliterate, which is more than bilingual. Mm. It's that they can speak both languages, of course, but also that they can read and write in both languages. That's awesome. Uh, it's very difficult to pick up another language. I like that there's almost like it's immersion to an extent. It yeah, is. So they get it. And yeah, you're right. Being biliterate is so much more than right. just uh, being able to speak another language. I'm talking to Chrissy Martinez um, from um, Santa Clara of Assisi a Catholic Academy in Dallas. Uh, they're located at 4550 West Davis Street in Dallas. And um, if you know what you're hearing, you're kind of liking the sound of they are their admissions is open. You can go to SantaClaraAcademy.org to learn more, of course. But you can also just call them directly at 214-333-9423. And this is a pre-K three through eighth grade school. Um, So uh, if you have kids in those ages or you know someone who does and they're looking around, this is a great opportunity for you. And you were also telling me before we started that you all have a outdoor program that involves some gardening, which sounded really (laughs) cool. Can you tell me about that? Yes, it's a lot of fun. Our kids love it. Um, That's especially for our um, pre-K through fifth grade students. And it's our outdoor classroom. So we do have, um, it's almost like a little gazebo, a little patio and they sit on little tree stumps and they have a whiteboard out there so that they can have lessons. Um, We also partner with a group called OutTeach that um, helps our teachers um, with different lessons and ideas for being outside. So, for example, right now, um, they just went out and they cleaned out all the garden beds, mm-hmm. got everything ready, and they did the spring spring planting. And they're pretty excited because right um at the fall last year, they were able to do the fall planting, which they basically um, planted a salad. And so it was really fun to see them take their bags of lettuce and kale and tomatoes mm. and, and different things like that that they got to actually take home and share with their families and, and tell their families, you know, I planted this and I helped <laughs> grow this. And they probably weren't being picky eaters about vegetables and, then. No, no they're, <laughs> they're pretty like, excited. I helped this. That's right. They were pretty excited about it. And it's really neat. It's another way to, again, connect with our Catholic. Like faith, you know, one mm. of our Catholic social teachings is care of God's earth, and so this really helps them connect with the earth and and connect with God in a way that they see His creativity through mm. 
through plants and growing and just taking care of his planet the way he wants us yeah, to. Yeah, and how he provides for us. Absolutely. No, that's great. And it's a great hands-on thing for them to do, too. It's almost like a little trade they're learning. It you know, Because like, yeah. they know how to provide for themselves in their own little gardens. And the, I was talking earlier, I have a black thumb. So this is something I definitely could have <laughs> used. Yeah, it is. A little herb garden. I named them all, hoping that it would help me keep them alive. It didn't work. Oh. <laughs> but we're working on it. But, uh, but at Santa Clara of Assisi, you can. You can. <laughs> so, that's right. Uh, that's awesome. Um, so you're talking about definitely you, how much, because this is a Catholic Academy, all the things that you draw from our faith in it, it looks like you could receive the, whole, the sacraments the kids can um, at the school. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Our second graders um, do receive the Holy Eucharist and their first reconciliation. In fact, they're going through that right now. Next week, they'll be receiving their first reconciliation. They've been practicing their prayers and getting ready for that. And um, then in May, they'll be receiving the Eucharist for the first time. And so they're pretty excited about that because now that we have our weekly masses, you know, they, they go forward and you can tell, you know, they cross their little <laughs> arms in front of them, but you can see they like, really, can't wait. <laughs> they can't wait. They, they want that. Um, and then also our eighth graders, of course, prepare for confirmation and mm. they do receive confirmation in their eighth grade year. So they're busy, um, doing their saints, learning about their different saints and, you know, exactly what it means, confirmation and becoming a Catholic, them making that stand for themselves. So unfortunately, they weren't able to do service projects this year Mm. because of COVID, but um, we're pretty excited and hopefully things will get a little bit normal next year (laughs) and we can have them back on track with that. Absolutely. Um, I like that you mentioned how they're like watching all their friends go up and receive communion and they're just crossing their arms because that's something so beautiful for them to get to see that everyone else is participating yes. in and it gives them that yearning to want yes. to participate in it too. So that's really beautiful. Um, let's talk a little bit about, you mentioned kind of some things weren't able to happen this year. You started in a pandemic year, which is yes. a little bit different. Um, how has the COVID-19 pandemic affected Santa Clara? So, I mean, like many other schools, uh, we had to make some pretty tough decisions at the beginning of the year, and we opted to offer an online experience for those families who um, had a need or just felt they had a need to um, have their kids attend online. And so we have about 30 families who are doing that, and the other families were on campus. So we pretty much took as much as we could out of the classrooms, only desks, and they're distanced. Uh, we all wear our masks faithfully. Um, you know, a little bit of work with the preschoolers, but they <laughs> learned and, and they do so well. They, they really, really do. Um, you know, daily temperature screenings and checks. And we have been so blessed. Um, I mean, of course, like everywhere else, we've, we've been touched by COVID and um, we have had our you know, have had some cases, but blessedly, none that were transmitted at school. They mm. were all from Good. outside sources, and they were able to quarantine at home and and maintain um, maintain that safety. So we're pretty excited that um, you know we've we followed what um, really the diocese helped us do, and with um, you know just the protocols that were put out there, so that we've been able to keep our teachers and our students, of course, and their families safe. Absolutely. And speaking of teachers, we, uh, you know, every good school is, uh, they fall back on the amazing teachers they have. Do you have anything to say about them? Oh my gosh, my teachers are the best. (laughs) I'm just going to say that right out. Um, I have some amazing teachers that they, they didn't even question, think twice. It was, okay, I have to teach online. How, it wasn't, 
well, I don't want to do it. It was, how am I going to do it? And once we figured it out and, and, you know, it's been difficult at times and it's been stressful, but they have really just stepped up and they try to give as much attention to the online kids as they can, you know, as if they were on campus. Um, but they are, they're amazing. And, um, you know, everything from, we have teachers who've gone above and beyond to helping their students, you know, find food that they might need, um, find, you know, especially when we had the latest freeze mm, oh, on yes. top of everything. <laughs> on top of everything else. <laughs> on top of everything else, you know, uh, they calling the families, making sure they were okay. And, and you know, it really is, we, we, we try to emphasize that at Santa Clara. When, when you come to our school, you're home. And this is a family. And so we take care of each other and we help each other. And if we don't have the resources to do it, we will try to find the resources we can to to help for what anybody needs. Mm, definitely sounds like a family. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm talking to Christy Martinez, who is the principal of Santa Clara of Assisi Catholic School that's located in Dallas at 4550 West Davis Street. Um, you can find out more on their website at santaclaracademy.org or if you're already just so intrigued, you just can pick up the phone at 214-333-9423 214-333-9423 Their admissions are open now. Um, so if this sounds like a good fit for for your family, please reach out to them. Um, it's it's a, a decently small uh, school, mm-hmm. um, but with lots of room to grow, welcoming yes. lots of others. But how yes. many students are there? So right now we serve 123 students, and we probably have room to double. Oh, least. wonderful. Um, so like I said, we have a lot of space to fit new kids, and we have a lot of room in our hearts to welcome more, <laughs> and we would love to have more students, um, of course. Um, but we do also want to keep it you know, relatively small. So we do um, have a goal in mind of like 20, 20 students per class, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a dream for a lot of teachers to have. <laughs> Certainly. And, uh, but that's still manageable and it keeps, you know, the, the teachers able to give the attention to the students that, that they would need. And um, a lot of our teachers do so many amazing projects with the kids and, and different activities that that's a good number that they could still manage and, Mm. and do all the things that they like to do. Absolutely. So parents who are thinking about being interested in applying, are there opportunities for uh, help financially um, with different parents? You know, everyone has different situations, but they want their kids to have that quality Catholic education. Um, How does Santa Clara work with them? Of course. Um, There is, um, I know we do have a a financial aid process through um, the diocese that they can apply for. And um, for families, maybe that they could afford, but they're not quite sure uh, if they want to go down this path or they're just, you know, they want to find out more about it and have their child experience it. We do have a program right now where we can work with those families um, for a different um, tuition schedule where um, they could even defer payments for a while until they find out um, if this is the school for them. And uh, we're pretty excited about that, that we're able to offer this this program to brand new families coming into Catholic schools. That is very nice and uh, very unique. Um, just a reminder that we're talking about Santa Clara of Assisi Catholic Academy, santaclaraacademy.org. I'm talking with uh, Christy Martinez. I'm Cecil Anderson. And uh, we're just talking about the great things that are happening at the um, Catholic school in Dallas. And it has a lot of unique elements to it. We mentioned the dual language. And you said that's the only dual language um, program, uh, the school that has a program. Um, yes. Catholic school, excuse me. <laughs> Yes, we're the, in the diocese, school, right? That has the dual language program. Awesome. 
Um, so we're kind of coming up on the last few minutes of our program, but um, how would you, if you're talking to a parent and you would like to encourage them to come, give your little pitch for them. Give the pitch for them. Yes, awesome. give the pitch. <laughs> Um, you know, I would just really be honest with, with parents and say, you know, Catholic education is a promise that we make to our kids. Our faith is so wonderful and so rich, and the heritage of Santa Clara is amazing, not just in Dallas, but even when you look at our patroness, Santa mm. Clara, and how she stood behind the Eucharist as her defense and her strength. And that's what we try to bring to each of our students to know that their strength is in Jesus Christ and that um, it's not to hide from the world, but it's actually to empower us and to make us good witnesses out in the world for him. And if that is what you want for your child and they can do it in two languages, (laughs) then you know what? We are definitely the school for you. Do you have many um, kids who come only speaking English and then they get to learn Spanish in that yes, as well? Awesome. Absolutely. Okay, cool. We have several families that um, they selected our school because they want their child to have that. And, you know, we have some families that, um, you know, maybe they spoke Spanish, you know, in their culture and their heritage, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, current family members don't speak it and they want to get that back or they just want to get it or maintain it. So we have all different situations. That's awesome. And I have from your uh, letter that you, or open letter you kind of addressed to the school when you first came. Sorry if mm-hmm. I'm going to embarrass you, read your uh-uh. words back to you. No. <laughs> um, you got a great quote because you mentioned your patroness, St. Clara Vesizi, who is fantastic. Um, and I have this quote here from say, her saying, we will pray with great faith to Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. Save me, O Lord, from every evil of soul and body. Um, and I feel like that's something that I think you're, school kind of tries to embody every day (laughs) every day absolutely (laughs) well Chrissy thank you so much for coming and taking the time to talk about your school here with us well thank you for having me we look forward to talking to you again sometime maybe exactly please any families who want to come on by (laughs) oh absolutely always welcome we have an open door and please again if this is something that it sounds like this would be a good fit for your family um you can go uh to their website, santaclaraacademy.org, or call them at 214-333-9423, and they can set you up and you can get involved in the community and see if this is a good fit for you. And I hope that after this interview airs, you're going to have, you know, doubled your student body like you want. (laughs) Definitely. And just make sure that when you call them, that you say that you heard it on Catholic Radio. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Um, So thank you so much. I've been with uh, Cecil Anderson, along with Chrissy, Christy, I'm almost saying Chrissy, Christy Martinez, (laughs) the friend. (laughs) Principal of Santa Clara Academy, again, located at 4550 West Davis Street in Dallas. So um, make sure to check them out. And this has been the KTH 9, 10 a.m. interview of the week. Um, Just a reminder that we do these uh, every week, um, two a week on Saturday afternoons. And uh, all we really want to do is talk to people who are doing something local and Catholic, and we want to tell everyone else about it. So if you have any ideas for other interviews, we are always open. You can email Dave at DavePalmer at grnonline.com. And we will gladly set something up for you. So thank you so much for making us a part of your Saturdays. And we will see you next time. Bye. Any young men interested in learning more about the priesthood are invited to the next St. Andrew Breakfast, which will take place on Saturday, April 24th at 8 a.m. at St. Patrick's Cathedral in Fort Worth. The day will begin with Mass at the Cathedral, followed by breakfast. We encourage young men in high school and college to attend. With limited space, please reserve your spot by April 21st to the Vocations Office by calling 817-945-9321. 
Do you know a healthcare professional who would benefit by learning more about fertility awareness and the Billings Ovulation Method? Someone in need of continuing education credit? BOMA USA, the Billings Ovulation Method Association, is a new sponsor of KTH 910 AM. They've created online training specifically for healthcare professionals or experienced fertility awareness teachers. Visit BOMA-USA.org and click on Health Professionals at the top of the page. Please spread the word to the healthcare professionals in your life. Good afternoon and welcome to this edition of the KTH 910 AM Interview of the Week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Glad you're with us. And my name is Dave Palmer, Executive Director here and host of this program, which I love doing because I get to meet so many wonderful people. And today is a great example of that. Diane Xavier is producing this and running the board. And I first off want to thank Christy Webb. Uh, Christy, I have gotten to know from her work at Holy Trinity School um, in the Fort Worth Diocese, and she now is serving as the Director of Catholic Schools Development for the Catholic Diocese of Fort Worth. And she recently emailed me and said, hey, would you like to do an interview on the Advanced Advancement Foundation of the Diocese of Fort Worth? And she had several of the leadership team members of the Advancement Foundation that were able to come to the studio, and I said, yeah, let's do it. So that's what we're doing today, and I'm delighted to have in studio with me the CEO and Executive Director of the Advancement Foundation, Clint Weber, and also with him, uh, Renee Underwood, who serves as the Chief Development Officer of the Advancement Foundation. And so we're going to learn all about it and perhaps how you might want to be involved in it. And so thanks to both of you for coming in. Uh, nice Thank to you. see you. Thank thanks you. for having us. All right. So, Clint, let me start with you. Um, l- let me read the quick definition that I found in a North Texas article about the Advancement Foundation, and then you can fill in a lot of the blanks. It says the foundation oversees the fundraising, stewardship, and asset protection needs of the Diocese of Fort Worth and serves to educate and motivate parishioners on the importance of supporting their diocese. So that's kind of the uh, thumbnail description of it, but tell us more about the Advancement Foundation and how it's unique, and maybe the mission and purpose of it. Sure, sure. We can do that for sure. That's a great definition, Renee. Did you write that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. I didn't write it. <laughs> well, if we were to boil down what we're trying to accomplish at the Advancement Foundation of the Catholic Diocese of Fort Worth is with a servant's heart and with servant leadership, we want to provide uh, fiscal support, Certainly that's, you know, that's monetary support, but we think about time, treasure, and talent. We want to provide all of those things to all of our Catholic stakeholders. That's our commission. That is the, the mission that the, the Bishop of the Catholic Diocese of Fort Worth has given us. And, um, and so we want, we want to take the resources and, and, and all of our talents, everything that's been set aside and turn that back around and, and, and with the servant's heart, provide those back to our parishes, to our schools, to our Catholic charity, to all of our various apostolates and different groups within our diocese that we feel responsible for. Uh, Our resources don't belong to us. They belong to the faithful. Ultimately, they belong to God and Jesus Christ. So what we do with those um, you know, we view that very, it's very serious and very personal for us. And it's, and it's something that, that uh, we come to work every day just excited to be able to do. We feel very honored to have the, for the bishop to have given us that opportunity. Yeah. There is a, 
a great story about you written in the North Texas Catholic, and it was highlighting the fact that you started on March 16th of 2020, and <laughs> what an interesting time. And I loved how you, you said oh, it was a positive. I mean, even though COVID hit and everything changed and all that, and I, I could see a real positive spirit in you. Tell me about your background, if you would. I'm just looking at a little bit of the bio. You are a Marine. You, you served in the Marine Corps. Uh, you have a degree from Texas A&M University, TCU. Um, and anything else? You've got a wife and one child, right? Anything else that people should know about you? Well, um, you know, I think at a high level, I was fortunate enough to have two parents that were from Texas, one from West Texas, the other from East Texas. <laughs> they moved my sister and I all over the world, uh, raised us uh, to the best of their ability to be good Catholics. I think we're, we're still trying to do that every day, my sister and I. But at the end of the day, my wife and I decided we wanted to move back home to Texas uh, we were afforded that opportunity to, to do so. And after working in business in downtown Fort Worth for a number of years, was given the opportunity to come on and work for the church, specifically uh, for the Advancement Foundation for the Catholic Diocese of Fort Worth. And um, I would just say I feel very honored to have that opportunity. Um, uh, we've been given a lot of rope uh, by the bishop uh, to try and think outside of the box and to do things differently and and to truly think about, um, you know, what I would say is we have two kind of parables that we think about. Um, certainly the parable of the talents, mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense. So we, we don't want to be burying our talents. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the bishop tells us all the time, you know, no old wineskins. So uh, no old wineskins and think big, mm -hmm. big ideas. And if we have to make those big ideas smaller, we can do that. But um, let's think big and, and, and try to really make a, an impact in our Catholic community in the diocese. Very nice. Thanks so much again. Clint Weber is the CEO and Executive Director of the Advancement Foundation. By the way, you can find him online. It's very easy, advancementfoundation.org. So they made it very easy with us. Also here, uh, Renee Underwood, who is a parishioner at St. Elizabeth and Seton Parish in Keller. And by the way, Clint and his family worship at St. Andrews in Fort Worth. And, uh, Renee, you're the, the veteran here. You've been in the office for four, <laughs> years. four years. And, uh, tell us what the role of chief development officer is. And also, you have an interesting background as well, especially in a diocese out west that, that you've worked well, at for many years, right. right? Um, actually, after a long career in advertising and marketing on the for profit world, um, I, uh, felt a tug after graduate school late in life, um, to get to work in ministry somehow. I felt God calling me and saying, are you using your gifts and talents the way I want you to? Um, that's maybe not how he said it, but it's how I heard it. <laughs> and, um, so I heard about this job opening in the Diocese of Lubbock, where I'd lived for 42 years. I went out there to go to Texas Tech and never left. And um, I heard about this opening for Director of Stewardship and Development for the Diocese. Well, I had never been a professional fundraiser, but I had been a volunteer fundraiser for many organizations um, for many years, serving on a lot of boards, even running some major capital campaigns. I go, I think I could do that. And I went to see the bishop out there, and he said, I think you can too. And long story short, in 2009, I went to work for the church. Fast forward to um, 2016, I got a call from a headhunter 
who uh, said, would you be interested in doing what you're doing in the Diocese of Lubbock for the Diocese of Fort Worth? Mm. And lo and behold, nine months later and moving closer to my only three grandchildren who live up in Keller, um, I was um, working at the Advancement Foundation. I originally hired on to do um, the annual diocesan appeal. I think a lot of people know that because that's a, a major fundraising effort that we have, but also special collections, you know, that we take up um, the very Various Sundays. I have a real heart for those and those various ministries and then planned giving, estates and bequests and that kind of thing. Well, as time passed, different people left and they didn't replace them. Maybe before we knew it and before Clint came on board, we were down to me and a handful of gift processing people. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness we got Clint and, and his great vision. And, uh, from then we're, we're, we're just taking it because our goal really is we'd love to raise millions and millions of dollars for the church. We know the needs are out there in the parishes, the schools, the various ministries. That's what we do. We we raise the funds, but we also grant the funds. Mm-hmm. And that's actually the favorite part of my job yeah. is we're on the grant-making side, uh, and we have the opportunity through the genera- generosity of so many parishioners to turn around and then grant, for example, to a rural parish or a cluster of parishes that maybe four little parishes share one priest, and they mm-hmm. need money to pay yeah. his salary, for goodness sakes. That is a lot of joy when we're able to use the resources that these donors have made possible and, and return them to our parishes and schools and other ministries. Yeah, very nice. I'm trying to get my head around um, how this all fits into the big picture with the Fort Worth Diocese, because you have, I think you mentioned uh, in that article, about 90 parishes in the, in the Diocese of Fort Worth, and it spreads out like 26,000 square miles, so it's really big. Each parish is doing its own, you know, passing the collection basket, and and then every school has the fundraisers and is trying to raise funds and has tuition and some for some of the students. And how, um, Clint, how does the the Advancement Foundation fit into this big picture of when each one of them is doing its own thing, but you guys are assisting as well? Can you help me understand that? I sure can. It's a great question. The Advancement Foundation is a separate 501c3. It was originally um, organized in, right around 2009, and there were some updates or upgrades made to the organization in 2013. By the time that Renee had come on in 2016, uh, you know, R- Renee was, was a one-man band. She was a one-man show mm-hmm. uh, doing a wonderful job inside of the CFO's office that was was really doing a number of different things, all, all of them pretty well. But at the end of the day, what, we, what the bishop decided, uh, and I think that there was a, a fair amount of counsel that went into this from moderator of the curia, the presbyterate, lay people, was that we need to think about advancement um, as moving forward mm-hmm. or, or supporting uh, in the, the different efforts that are out there, uh, whether it be a capital campaign with a parish or Catholic charities and the work that they're doing or Nolan Catholic High School and the ministry that is uh, educating in mind, body, and spirit, our ninth through 12th graders there in Tarrant County and, and broadly throughout the Metroplex, really. And so ultimately, you know, what we're doing as a separate 501c3 is we collect every single dollar that is really outside of the weekly standard collection that occurs mm-hmm. in, in the parishes. Uh, in, in a sense, um, 
we, the, a lot of the second collections, Renee is involved in setting up the messaging in and around those. We, we, we process all of those dollars. We take care of all the tax paperwork for all of that. We manage the donor databases for all of those capital campaigns and we run the annual appeal. In the Catholic Diocese of Fort Worth, I say we. Renee does that. Yeah. She does an, Our team. And she does an excellent yeah. job Folks of that. In the and parishes. We're very thankful, and, and we do. We have a lot. We do have a lot of support and help out there. The, the business managers, the stewardship committees. That's another thing that we've re-energized. Is just the idea of stewardship, time, treasure, and talent, and then um, helping provide parishes with a a roadmap or a pathway. Uh, for discipleship, the infusion of the idea of stewardship into a parish, mm-hmm. signage, committees, um, welcome committees, mm-hmm. uh, uh, just making the parish feel a little bit more like home or mm-hmm. like a community. Um, that's another thing we hear from our leadership all the time. The Catholic Church is best when the Catholic Church is community. Yeah, yeah so without a doubt. So what does that mean for us in this day and age? You know, we don't live in parishes like they did in Chicago in, in the 1920s. We, we just don't. We, 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 we skip over churches to go to other churches sometimes. <laughs> That's just the way that we live yeah, yeah. Uh, in the modern world. So how do we think about, from the Advancement Foundation's perspective, reinforcing community? Certainly you know, the sacraments and mass and the parishes are part of that. But are there different ways that we try to bring Catholics together? Um, and we think the answer to that is yes, not that we don't do those older things as well, but um, Catholic Charities is a great example. Um, our Catholic schools are a great example. Um, and so hopefully that, you know, at the end of the day, we are in support of all of those efforts, we want to raise those dollars. We want to effectively manage and invest those dollars. We want to invest ethically. That's a big part of what we do is ethical investment. So yeah. we partner with, uh, investing with partners at Arlington. It's a, it's a local group that, that screens our equity investments and our public credit investments to ensure that they're aligned with Catholic values. And we want to take a portion of our endowment and invest it back into the community. So mm-hmm. I would say that's one thing that mm-hmm. we've done differently. We've just invested in a debt instrument that is providing funding uh, to our Catholic high school, Nolan oh, wow. Catholic high school. And we are looking at and evaluating other opportunities to invest in different apostolates, whether they be retirement communities, Catholic retirement communities, uh, or uh, extended care, long-term care facilities, or... Um, you know, a number of different things that we're looking to invest dollars in so that we can achieve a return that's desirable, but truly invest in things that are Catholic and not just say that we're doing that. Yeah, very good. The Advancement Foundation can be found online at advancementfoundation.org. We're speaking to the CEO and executive director of the Advancement Foundation, Clint Weber, along with the chief development officer, Renee Underwood. And I, you mentioned Chicago a moment ago, and I think about up north, there's many dioceses and archdioceses that are consolidating parishes or closing parishes. And down here in Texas, that's not really what's going on. In fact, it's the opposite. The, the, the growth is just incredible. I think the four, I don't, you guys probably know the numbers. The, the, the growth is, is, is uh, amazing. And, um, Renee, you, you, you mentioned big ideas. And I'm thinking, uh, you know, this is just me thinking, you know, you got Nolan High School, a huge diocese with really, well, at least in the Fort Worth city, Fort Worth, one, one, one high school. And I'm just wondering, are there any of these big ideas that you're able to share with us? Or, uh, I know some of these are probably in 
the planning stage, but uh, well, what, what, now, what kind it, of big things can we expect in the varies. Fuller Diocese? You know, it, the big idea could also be dependent on the size of the parish. Yeah. Um, one situation we have out in on uh, West I-20 that we're um, working on right now, there's a four small rural parishes, but the diocese has given them land in common um, that's not in the city of any one of the four of them for a youth center. And yeah. a gymnasium, and that gymnasium and the the youth center will be a place where they can congregate and gather in community. And it's it's a it'll be a facility that rural parishes like that in this day and age likely couldn't have on their own. But there's some investment being made from the diocese with the land from the Advancement Foundation, mm-hmm. um, seed money to get it started. And then we've also got a rural. Uh, specialist who works on our team who works with some of our smaller parishes uh, on capital campaigns and they're raising some funds from the community as well. So you have a lot of buy-in going together and then that's a small project. Um, Certainly not along the scale of what we're doing out at Nolan. I'll let Clint speak to that. But just good ideas like that 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 need uh, a spark. I mean, I I can't think of a day that doesn't go by that uh, Clint or Christy or I aren't hearing about someone's good idea and mm-hmm. the opportunity to how can we be involved. Yeah, yeah. I want to, um, we've got about five minutes remaining and talk to you. You mentioned stakeholders mm-hmm. and uh, I want you to speak about the the needs in the Fort Worth Diocese and also, sure. you know, the, the people listening right now saying, especially if they reside in the Fort Worth Diocese or they're a parishioner at a Fort Worth Diocese parish, they're thinking, well, how, how can I help? What are the needs? Am I a stakeholder? How can I be? So, well, how can people be involved? Sure. We'd, we We'd love to answer that question and we would love involvement. Um, and there are a number of different ways they can do that. When we think about stakeholders, um, you know, before I would elaborate on stakeholders, I would say, what are our priorities? And mm-hmm. our priorities are very clearly given to us by our leadership in the office and, 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 and Bishop Olson there in the office of the bishop. We support priests and seminarians and the development of young priests and seminarians. And yeah. we support obviously taking care of our older priests as they move towards retirement as well. Um, without priests, you do not have a Catholic church. And we want them to know that they're loved, that they're supported, that they're, they're beloved, but that we are appreciative, truly appreciative of what they're doing. And, and not just tell them that, but actually mm-hmm. show them that through yeah. our efforts. Secondly, our youth. Okay. Um, I think it's the year of St. Joseph. Um, we should be very clearly focusing on our families and Catholic families. And that comes down to focusing on our youth, youth education, uh, catechism, Catholic schools, all of those things. And then finally, the poor. Uh, and, and, and so the poor, the disadvantaged, the marginalized, those that are living on the margins, that's what Jesus told us to do. So how can somebody in Fort Worth get involved with that? Get involved with your parish. Uh, join a capital campaign committee. Uh, get out and raise money for the new, the new school or the new parish hall. Join a stewardship committee. Join our parish marshal uh, committee, which is kind of two in the same. Protect your parish. Protect the security of the parish. Be on that stewardship committee. Be on the, the greeting committee. Uh, lead by example. Become involved in your community. And then always think about the poor. Think about the St. Vincent de Paul Society. 
uh, give to Catholic Charities. Donate your time there to Catholic Charities. And then lastly, uh, visit our website. Um, we're hiring. We're looking to hire new young Catholics in accounting, in finance, in financial analysis, uh, in stewardship, in development, uh, in development for Catholic schools, in development for parishes. So uh, we expect to continue to expand in order to achieve our mission. And I think those are a couple of different ways where, where, where folks in the Catholic Diocese of Fort Worth could join us in getting involved. Very nice. And advancementfoundation.org is where people can find all that, including the job opportunities, I guess, uh, those on there as well. Uh, the job uh, opportunities will be posted there shortly. Uh, okay. and, and I would also tell you, we will also hang those at YCP or Young Catholic Professionals. Yeah. So we've got an account there and we expect to expand our presence there as well. Yeah, very nice. You know, we're just about out of time, but I wanted to touch on something you said, Clint, and let Renee kind of uh, elaborate on this is that whole idea of community. And I think especially coming out of the, well, I don't know if we're coming out of it or not. Hopefully we are, but uh, this past year and a half uh, where it's been social distancing and people have really been separated from each other and we're having Zoom meetings and right. community is, hasn't been the big word the last year or so. And so, but this is really what you all are about. We don't know what the future holds with COVID and all that, but this is really about Catholics coming together for a mutual purpose and how, how do you motivate more people to get involved and to, well, to help you know, like Clint's talking about? We've adapted as everyone else has yeah. and I, I think um, a lot of us are zoomed out but we did <laughs> kind of hold together. Yeah. We formed some stewardship committees in that time. We formed some capital campaign committees in parishes but people are emerging. People are wanting to engage again and that's where our stewardship team um, can be a great asset to help parishes uh, to uh, as people are starting to come back to mass. I heard great numbers about Palm Sunday, you know, yeah, just behind yeah. us here uh, that, that people are ready and yeah. uh, we want to be a catalyst for that kind of energy and excitement. And I, I think what I'd say, you've given our website out a lot. It's got our contact information. Um, we don't care what the idea is. Call us. If it's good and Catholic <laughs> and it might be for the good of the church, we don't care if it hasn't been done yeah. before. Um, we're about that kind of innovation and, and making uh, the world a better place and doing it through the Catholic Diocese of Fort Worth. Yeah. I, you know, there's been so much to be pessimistic about the last year, but I sense a great sense of just enthusiasm and forward thinking and big ideas. And it's very encouraging to me to, to see that you two are in the leadership here at the Advancement Foundation. And uh, so, so thank you so much. I, I think we thank only scratched the surface of the, I'd like to have another hour with you too to get to, to learn more about this, but maybe we can do this again sometime. Thank you, David. Thanks, thanks for what you're doing here with the radio network. Yeah, it's, it's, it's meaningful work. So yeah, we're, we're, we're at it. your service. Yeah, I know the bishop knows that and Pat Swachina and everybody over there knows whatever we can do to, to promote it, 30 second spots or what have you, just let us know. Uh, my guests have been Clint Weber. He is the CEO and executive director of the Advancement Foundation, along with Renee Underwood, Chief Development Officer of the Advancement Foundation. Please go to their website, advancementfoundation.org. And uh, as Clint said, if you're interested in uh, jobs, there sounds like there's quite a few coming. You can you work through the YCP or check that website here in the near future, and maybe some of those are going to be on there. So anyways, and be a stakeholder, be involved. That's and, right. Uh, and thanks again to Diane Xavier and also to Christy Webb. Uh, Director of Catholic Schools Development, support Catholic schools as much as you can as well. I think that's what she would say if she was here. Uh, <laughs> thanks to you both, and thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been the interview of the week here on KTH 910 AM. God bless you.
Thanks for joining us for this week's KATH 910 AM Interview of the Week. We hope you've enjoyed this presentation of Catholic news and information pertinent to North Texas Catholics. Please join us again next week at the same time for another KATH 910 AM Interview of the Week. Hi, I'm Dr. Kyle Eberlein of Mid-Cities Dental and a parishioner of Good Shepherd Catholic Community in Colleyville. Dentistry can be expensive, especially if you know you need a lot of work. That's why you need to know all of your treatment options, and you need a dentist whom is on your insurance plan. This could potentially save you lots of money. Our office will offer you a no-obligation consultation with necessary x-rays. We can be reached at 817-282-9321 or midcitiesdental.com. Again, that number is 817-282-9321. Any young men interested in learning more about the priesthood are invited to the next St. Andrew Breakfast, which will take place on Saturday, April 24th at 8 a.m. at St. Patrick's Cathedral in Fort Worth. The day will begin with Mass at the Cathedral, followed by breakfast. We encourage young men in high school and college to attend. With limited space, please reserve your spot by April 21st to the Vocations Office by calling 817-945-9321. Roma USA is a new sponsor of KTH 910 AM. They're the Billings Ovulation Method Association, and they've created an online teacher training program for healthcare professionals in restorative reproductive medicine. Due to a generous grant by the Catholic Foundation, any healthcare student or any practicing professional from the Dallas area can access the entire content for just $100, a 90% discount. To learn more, visit boma-usa.org and click on Health Professionals at the top of the page. Come let us pray to our Blessed Mother that she will guard and protect our country from those who wish to destroy it. Bring God's influence to our leaders that they lead us based on His will and not our own. Restore love and peace in our hearts and heal us so that we can truly be one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. A patriotic rosary will be held at St. Patrick Cathedral in Fort Worth, focusing on prayer for our nation and our church on Monday, April 26, from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Free rosaries will be available.
Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.